continue taking your reactions throughout the show. But for now, let's move over to Tyler Hollingsworth, uh, who is the Director of Recruitment at Aspire uh, Recruitment. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Welcome to Sports Talk. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Um, can you just give us a background information on exactly what uh, Aspire Recruitment is and uh, how you operate? Sure, no problem. Basically, what Aspire Atlantic is, is that we're an educational consultancy that specializes in American university sports recruitment. So we go out there and we look for highly talented athletes that are looking to not only go pro, but further their education at an American institution. And... Um do you have any athletes that might have become household names already that we might know or might be on the way there that you guys have placed and uh, you can definitely see that uh, talent? Yeah, I mean, we don't have anyone that's made it at the moment. Our company is only, you know, four and a half years old. So okay. our oldest athlete is in his fourth year. But we've got a couple of up-and-comers. You know, we've got a couple of youngsters that are, you know, ranked number one or two in the world in their age group. I mean, just off the top of my head, we've got, um, you know, Calvin Kutsia, fantastic swimmer. He's over in the States right now. We've got Chris Sunnykirk, uh, Matt Nokia, some unbelievable youngsters that we're hoping can go to the next level. I mean, why did you guys choose the States? Uh, we know, you know, the, the, the forwardness in sports development of uh, the United States, whether it's for rugby, uh, whether it's for American football, or, or any other sport for that matter. But why specifically the United States of America and not anywhere in Europe? Um, so we take a different angle on, you know, pursuing a professional career. You know, we, we want to make sure that a student who dedicates their life to playing a sport at an extremely high level has a backup plan. So, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people out there, we know that 99% of the students that we interact with are not going to make it pro, even if they are well on their way. So we want to make sure that they've got, you know, plan B. You know, life happens, you get injured, you know, plans change, you might get burnt out and miss a year or two of, you know, high-level training, and then your plans are derailed. So, you know, we make sure that the kids get unbelievable coaching, incredible facilities, with them. they've also got a world-class education that one. And if they go pro or they go win gold medals at the Olympics, you know, we'll be the first to celebrate with South Africa. But, you know, we'll, we also want them to have the opportunity of, of getting a degree, at, you know, and coming home and changing, you know, changing lives back here too. Uh, we've seen a lot of players migrate, especially if you look at rugby and cricket, um, to all sorts of other countries. And, I mean, uh, a name in cricket comes up, uh, Labaskagni, who's doing wonders for Australia at the moment, Martinus Labaskagni, yeah. and, and they're calling him Labasheni, butchering his name, and we're like, just bring him home. Um, but, you know, how, how do we ensure? Because it's, it's a sore topic for South Africans to lose their talent. How do we ensure that these players don't become American citizens? Well, that, that is a really good question. And I guess it's, it's the student's um, decision at the end of the day. But our focus is really on developing South African talent and making sure that they do come home. You know, a lot of the students who we've sent over there, they're coming back to start work with us, you know, to provide these opportunities to more South Africans. Um, and we really want them to come home. You know, it is a sore topic. But a lot of our swimmers and athletes in the States, they do come home for... Uh, you know, post-graduation, they come and play uh, in the PSL. You've got a couple of big names that have come back and done that. You've got, you know, a lot of guys coming home for Olympic trials, both for swimming and athletics. You know, they, they still love South Africa. You know, we've got an incredible culture 
um, within our country. You know, when I was in the States, one of the biggest things I missed was, you know, Puravosa and, you know, all gold ketchup. So I think we're, a lot of them do want to come back home, mm. but at the end of the day, you can't really guarantee that. You just got to make it, um, you just got to position yourself that, you know, students do want to come back and that maybe we can provide some sort of funding assistance so that uh, they can come back. I know a lot of bursaries with South African companies, they stipulate that, you know, if you go over to the States, you got to come back and work for South African companies. So that's actually a really exciting initiative that we're working on at the moment is, you know, tying that in and, and really making sure we don't lose that talent, but we upskill it and bring it home. And in terms of it being an 18-year-old that is leaving the shores or a 17-year-old whenever they, they, they qualify to go, um, how do I as the parent know that my child is well taken care of? It's millions of miles away in my head, and I, I do not know what happens in that land of America. Yeah, um, that, that is a concern. It's, it's a top one for a lot of students and parents. But, you know, the security in the States is unbelievable. You're not going to be able to get into the country with, you know, without going through a bunch of checks, you know, SEVIS and Visa, all of that kind of stuff. It's very, very rigorous. But you're right, once you get there, no one really knows what's going to happen. But I can tell you from firsthand experience, you know, students can always reach out to their their counselors like us. You know, we're a counseling service. Um Students will have their coaches, their teammates. There is on-campus security, but it's not the same as, you know, the university security that we experience here, you know. Mm. They actually don't call it security. It's called campus police. It's a full-on police force, you know, with the right to arrest people. Um, But at the end of the day, it also goes down to how vigilant the students are. But if they do get into trouble, you know, there's admissions offers that they can reach out to, international student offices they can talk to, coaches, system coaches um from like an injury perspective if an athlete Mm. has a major career in the injury and you know has to have an operation that is all fully funded by the sports teams so you know guys doing acls and breaking legs parents won't have to worry about expenses like that that'll all be paid for by the university teams and that really does help um parents how if i'm an interested parent um first of all how do i get my child to be part of the group that could be selected to go to the States and also are the fees involved and how does that work? I think before you even you know start thinking about that it is just making sure that your, your student or your, your child is, is, is correctly positioned. So there's a couple of things you want to do first before you even start considering the States. Number one, um, not, not athletic ability, we'll start with academics. Academics, you know, you're going to the States on a sports scholarship to do one thing and that the reality is you got to study. So your marks, your high school marks are critical. A lot of South Africans neglect that. They want to go pro and then they miss that opportunity because, you know, academics is a big part of getting that scholarship. And the second thing is, you know, playing at a very high level and collecting a lot of video footage. So if you've got good marks, you know, anything above 50, 60, you know, that that makes it easy for us as an agency to get you into good schools or good universities. Mm. And then if you've got good footage or, you know, good times, you know, you run your athletic meeting and you run run the time, get that into us and then we can definitely assist you with the counseling service. And then with regards to fees, you know, American universities are – unbelievably expensive and more so right now you know the average cost is about you know fifty thousand dollars per year what we do as an agency is we try and bring that down to as close to as as close to zero as possible now we as a company we can never guarantee that 
Um, but what we'll do is we'll assess you, we'll do a full-on consultation and make sure that you tick all the boxes and then we'll be honest with you. We'll say, listen, you're looking at a full ride, which is a full scholarship, which covers housing, food and tuition, meaning yeah. you just have to get there and you'll be sorted out kits, food, boots, whatever it is, you'll get it. Or we'll say, listen, guys, you're a good athlete, but you're probably not going to get a full scholarship. Let's see if we can bring your marks up to a certain level where then we can add on academic scholarships. So scholarships can be stacked. You can get sports and academic scholarships put um, on top of each other. But what we, what we see is that students pay between, you know, anywhere from $8,000 to maybe 15000 yeah. But, you know, it's a big discount from fifty five zero. So, yeah, that's, that's what parents should be willing to pay anywhere from zero to about $15,000. And um, that is uh, for a various multitude of sports uh, sports disciplines, whether cricket, uh, well, does it have to be in particular or particularly the uh, bigger or more popular disciplines that you find in the States? Or could, for instance, a rugby-playing youngster uh, move over to go play for the American Eagles, or well, not the Eagles, hopefully not, <laughs> but to, to, to play for a university in in the states, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, rugby in the states is one of the fastest growing sports there is. You know, I was looking at stats the other day; it was thirty-two thousand college players split between men, men and women. So, it's it's a growing sport. It's really exciting. If you ever get over there, you know, you got to go to a game. They're, they're they're probably you know more fanatical than us. You know, there's a small set, but you know they're completely into it, um, and they absolutely can. The only problem is you're never going to get a full rugby scholarship. You know, and a lot of people approach us and say, listen, Tyler, we, we can't pay anything. We've got to go for free. And these guys are playing, you know, Craven Week or SA schools. And you're never going to go for free. Rugby just doesn't have the funding at the college level right now. But we're anticipating in the next few years that it's going to come down significantly. Those prices are going to be, you know, in line with soccer and golf and those types of sports. But there are 23 or 24 rather sports that are played at the collegiate level, ranging from fencing, you know, horse riding, uh, archery. But, you know, they've got the main ones. They've got soccer, golf, tennis, running, swimming, water polo. So there's a wide variety of sports. But the main ones that overlap with the United States are the ones that we play here, except for rugby. That's the big one that we're, we're hoping in the next few years will come around. And it, it seems like they're going to be doing that. You know, they've mm. got the first uh, professional draft coming up in June. So if there are any uh, student athletes back in South Africa that are rugby players, they can apply for the MLS, uh, MLR draft before the 13th of May, I think it is, and you can get drafted into the pro leagues there. So it's exciting times for rugby. Uh, is, there, is there a chance that um, a rugby player could be going there on a on a football scholarship, on an American football scholarship at all? We get asked that question quite a bit. Uh, it, it has happened where a couple of um, professional South African players have gone over and made the switch. I think Daniel Odongo was one of the, yeah. you know, the major South African guys that did it, played for the Colts. Um, but we, we do see rugby players going over there and then excelling and football coaches saying, hey, listen, you know, we'd like to try you at certain positions. But it's generally never straight from South Africa. It's usually a transition. They go there, play rugby, and then they filter into the, the football setup. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there, Tyler. How do I, as a parent, um, get in touch with you guys? And also just a quick uh, age group. Is there a limitation? Or can I start from seven years? <laughs> Obviously, it's a varsity. So. <laughs> but is there a limitation with uh, age groups? 
Yeah, so there's a limitation. So we look for um, grade 10s, anything from grade 10 and up to about first, second year varsity. So probably about 16 to 20, 21 years old. That's kind of the age limits that we're looking for. And then you can get a hold of us at AspireAtlantic.com. You can just Google that. Or you can go to uh, Instagram or Facebook and just type in Aspire Atlantic and uh, our company will pop up and you can send us a message or shoot us an email. We'd be happy to help. That is Tyler Hollingsworth. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you so much. Take care. That is the director of uh, recruitment at Aspire Atlantic. It's Aspire Atlantic. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you have the next... You know, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams in your backyard right now. They keep on hitting those tennis balls into the wall. Maybe you need to send them over to the States uh, and uh, see how far their talent can take them. But let's try to nurture uh, our talent as much as we can in this country. And sometimes it does mean that we look and reach uh, across the oceans to get the best help that we can. And I think this is definitely one of the ways. 24 minutes past eight.